0: Good evening, welcome to Left, Right and Centre. I'm Vishnu Shom. On the programme tonight, Rahul Gandhi's comment in London that India's democracy has come undone, has provoked a backlash with the ruling BJP accusing him of shaming the country on foreign soil by seeking foreign intervention. Rahul Gandhi had questioned at an event in London why Europe and the US, the defenders of democracies, were oblivious of how a huge chunk of democracy in India had come undone. Rahul Gandhi's comments, do they defame India? Should this have been said overseas or is the BJP overreacting to all of it in an essentially interconnected world? That's our first debate later on on the show at half past the hour, another massive round of layoffs at the Facebook founder Meta that's expected any day now. This comes just a few months after Meta laid off more than 11,000 people from its workforce. We'll be looking at the crisis in the IT sector in the United States. Remember, many Indians have also been impacted. Why would a boom sector see so many job losses? That's our second debate this evening. But first, Rahul Gandhi's controversial remarks in the United Kingdom, what he said and how the BJP has reacted.
1: You react if democracy suddenly disappeared in Europe. Right? You'd be shocked and you'd be like, oh my God, that's a massive blow to democracy. Well, how would you react if something, a a structure three and a half times Europe suddenly went non-democratic? Right? That's happened already. That's not something that is going to happen in the future. That's already happened. But there's no reaction.
0: और उनका समर्थन करने की बात तो दूर तो विदेश में जाकर विलाप करते हैं अपने भाषणों में भारत के लोकतंत्र भारत की संसद भारत की जनता भारत की राजनीतिक व्यवस्था भारत की न्याय व्यवस्था और भारत की सामरिक सुरक्षा सबका अपमान किया
2: व्हाट वुड यू लाइक लंदन पेरिस बर्लिन ऑल द अदर कैपिटल्स द गवर्नमेंट्स to do
1: about this? No, look, uh, first of all, this is, it's our problem, right? It's an internal problem, it's an Indian problem, and the the solution is going to come from inside, it's not going to come from from outside. One organization called the RSS, um, fundamentalist fascist organization, has basically captured pretty much all of Indian, India's institutions. RSS, RSS is a, you can call it a secret society. Um,
0: it, it's built along the lines of the Muslim Brotherhood. Well, joining us now, uh, Raj Roy, uh, MP of the BJP, Dr. Ami Yajnik, Rajasabha MP of the Congress, Smita Prakash, the editor of ANI with us, Neetja Chaudhary, and also Ratan Sharda, author of RSS 360, The Sung and Swaraj. I'd like to thank you all very much uh, for being with us. Ratan Sharda, let me come to you first. Rahul Gandhi says, and let's talk about the RSS. He says that the RSS idea is similar to the Muslim Brotherhood and that their idea is to subvert the democratic contest. How would you respond to that?
3: First of all, I would congratulate Rahul Gandhi to have developed guts to question Islamists, to, to admit finally that the Muslim Brotherhood is a terror organization because they have no guts ever to call out any jihadi or Islamist organization, either in here or outside. So that is one positive point against him. Negative is that he just like a cry baby He talked about not being able to win any election. He has lost all the elections. He had to run away for years together. He had to run away from UP to Kerala to get an MP seat. Their parties have, uh, 14 opposition parties have state governments all over India now to say that there is no democracy. Last they were in Himachal with a handsome margin. They call there is no democracy. Then such a lack of democracy shows that he doesn't know what's happening. Same argument about RSS because in, in India, his argument about RSS doesn't run anywhere. Nobody takes that argument seriously. Just gone overseas to uh, hammer the same idea because they don't know RSS. They don't know Hindutva. So his job is similar to most tend to dismantling Hindutva which is a project of New Left and Soros and Company, to which he has gone. Now, coming to the actual issue, whether RSS, Muslim Brotherhood can be compared. Muslim Brotherhood runs on ideology of Islamism, which basically believes that no other religion can exist, no other faith can exist. They can be kafis, they can be treated as second-class citizen, or they can be enslaved or they can be killed. We have seen what's happening in Pakistan, Afghanistan, etc. I do not elaborate more. They also fight within themselves. While Hindutva is an ideology which is inclusive, which respects all religion, which says that all of us who stay in India, a part of this land are, are Hindus because a a geocultural concept. That is true. And what is fascism? Fascism is, fascism is when Pandit Nehru does the first amendment to the Indian constitution to stop freedom of press, imprisons people, that is fascism, because that is suppress the voice. Then we have Rajiv Gandhi bringing in uh, uh, you know, a press bill, which was brought down finally because of huge protests from the people then we had indira who actually put the entire nation in prison for two uh, for 19 months that is imprisonment and who All right. fought okay. that particular okay Lots just of a points. moment just a moment no 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 there's a huge point who fought that particular emergency and fascism rss 80% of the people who went to prison belong to rss or allied organizations they fought for democracy not these people not these jokers who are calling today rss the fascist rss banned thrice every time ban was lifted honorably by the courts it was never, no climate. Okay, was Ratanji, on one it.
0: second. I'm only okay. interrupting you now because I need to, uh, sir, and I'll come back to you in a bit. Dr. Ami Yajnik, would you respond to that? That the RSS is not a fascist organization, as has been alleged by Rahul Gandhi. Just look at the period of emergency when it was the RSS that fought against those, including those in the Congress, who sort of uh, curb media freedoms.
4: I think the uh, argument should begin with. The statement by Sardaravallabhai Patel, and he banned the RSS on February 4, 1948, and was very clear in saying that to root out the forces of hate and violence that are uh, working in our country and imperiling the freedom of the nation and darkens her fair name. So that was the time, 1948. It, the organization was banned. It was uh, The ban was lifted after quite a long time. So let's not uh, discuss RSS. But the fact is, you see, pick up any institution in this country and you will find that it's manned by uh, the RSS people, whatever organization that is. But the thrust of the argument or the statement made by Rahul Gandhi was that India, which is the crown of democracy, and that democracy is hit. I think you just can't pick up words here and there and then continuously talk on that. And the BJP has now... Uh, got a knack of just continuously uh, uh, reacting to these statements, but they will never talk about bulldozers, Kashmiri pandits, Hathras, Tatua, women's safety... At that time all these women ministers will be completely silent and even the honourable former uh, law minister will keep quiet when the current law minister in the parliament makes statements about the judiciary. So I think the BJP is very selective in making statements, has amnesia, very selective amnesia, forgets about the first man of Sardar Vallabhbhai Patel, forgets about where it is manning, how it is manning and how it is supporting the BJP, but never talking about democracy of India. That is the crux of the whole submission which is made, and the world is looking at India. Rahul Gandhi just made a speech, but the world is reading India, the world is watching India, and the world is looking at what has happened to India and why there was never such violence and hate okay. anywhere. All right, so how I'm has even it been one second in, Raj 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 in India?
5: Rajdeep Broy, would you like to respond, sir? Absolutely, in, in no uncertain term, the lift uh, the ban that was uh, done in 1948 following the uh, murder of Mathmaji was lifted by the Congress themselves a year and a half later. 62, war against China. Human service was given by RSS Swamsebaks in the Northeast. People from entire Swamsebaks from entire country came to the Northeast to supplement the efforts made by the Indian Army. And what was the result? 1963 uh, Republic Day Parade, RSS was called to do the parade in New Delhi. Leave those two episodes aside. RSS has done human service in the national scenario. From all the floods to all the disasters, RSS is always there. RSS is always found uh, to be there on the national platform, giving service, helping the poor. And if it has been so fascist, why did you not judge our fascist uh, policies between 2004 to 2014 and did not take action on RSS from Mahatma Gandhiji to Pranab Mukherjee. Uh, these are the people who are ideologically opposed to the policies of RSS, attended the Vijayadasami meet and spoke at the RSS, RSS, Vijayadasami function. So, with Rahul Gandhi after five generations, someone coming without knowing an iota of uh, what the RSS stands for? What is its ideology? And you come and talk in the foreign platform, you denigrate our country to such an extent saying that RSS is the one which is ruling the country with its fascist policies. He has forgotten the fact that Article 356 was impounded in India 90 times, out of which 60 times was were done by his grandmother, late Indira Gandhi. Now tell me which are fascists, the elected government of the states were actually disbanded okay. without even given a notice 90 times during the congress congress regime now look at what uh what is the track record of nda alright so just one second six years, one second let's let's, a- uh, just let's not make Modigi's this is not a monologue. single case of implementation of article 356 right. and okay. you have the
0: dare this thing to call All right. a, okay RSS a fascist alright one second uh even, i'll come back to you in a moment but Smitha let me come across to you first The other point mentioned by Rahul Gandhi uh, is that he was shocked that there was no reaction from Europe on what was happening in India. Um, And, of course, he sort of seemed to backtrack to a certain extent when he said that, look, India's problems need to be resolved inside or within India. But uh, was that good enough? I mean, it's like you make a sentence and and then sort of say, no, no, but we'll we'll, we'll fix it and we'll find it inside. That's the problem with Rahul Gandhi. Every time I utter something... He has to Shmita, put a go ahead in his mouth. Yeah, there. Smita, go ahead.
5: Yeah, so
6: there were many things which were awkward in his uh in that speech. Uh you know, uh the thing, Vishnu, is that neither Mr. Ayer, uh, Manishankar Ayer in twenty fifteen nor uh when he went to Pakistan nor uh Rahul Gandhi in England in twenty twenty three can seem to understand that why Europe or America are not disturbed about Modi in office. Now, and why they're not doing something about it that they think that any country uh, would want to or should or could do anything about uh, a prime minister who's been elected is something which is which is kind of bizarre and we you know as a developing country we all of us have lived through that era where we we get, we smart under that uh, assumption that these rich countries have that they can and they can do something about uh, about our prime ministers when elected or our governments which are elected uh, so it, it's irritating. So if somebody says that, you know, oh, Europe or America should wake up and do something about it, that's annoying. The other thing which I found awkward is when he said something like, uh, you know, he, he can speak in Harvard or Cambridge, but cannot speak in uh, universities in India. That itself, I don't understand. How did he forget that he was at uh, Stella Stella Marie, I think, or Stella Mary College in Chennai. He was at Mount Carmel in Bangalore. He was at an engineering college in Pune. He was at a college in Kerala where he was displaying his uh, martial arts skills. So he's been to all these campuses, interacted with students. So how did he forget about this when he spoke out there? Then he also said that voices are muzzled. Today itself, Hariwansha Singh, the deputy speaker, said that in the nine years that he's been in Rajasabha, this has never happened that their mics have been muted. So, you know, and his Bharat Jodo Yatra, you've reported on your channel... We have reported, all of us have uh, been reporting wall-to-wall coverage, you know, from the moment he started his Bharat Jodo till it ended every single day. It's been on social media, it's been on traditional media. And I don't understand where he feels that, you know, he's not got uh, media coverage. So in all these points, I found them... Not resonating with the people. Okay. Having said that, I don't. The, you know, in our country, we have an outrage a Day. By tomorrow, yes. it will be forgotten, and there'll be a different outrage again.
0: In fact, Nija, that was my question to you. Uh, is the BJP, uh, for example, Ravi Shankar Prashad, other BJP leaders making too big a deal of this? He said what he had to say. How does uh, India, with with a government as strong as this, absolute numbers, etc., etc., why should it necessarily feel threatened? Why not just take something like this? in its stride.
2: Look, I, uh, Vishnu, I feel also that, you know, Rahul Gandhi, we in India have the right to free speech. You and I are discussing in very sharp terms. Rahul Gandhi is saying something, we, others are saying something else, then that's the way it should be. Rahul Gandhi, according to me, has the right to speak what he wants to speak, whether it's in India or abroad. And it's the right of the BJP to react equally strongly, which they are doing point by point, but the point is, you know, uh, for somebody like Rahul Gandhi, one would have expected some a different note to come when he was abroad. You know, what the Congress party saw for the next 50 years after his Bharat yatra a vision for the country, a vision for democracy, while criticizing the BJP on the erosion in the institution, democratic institution. Now, there are the fault lines in our democracy which have to be set right. But it's also, as I say, equally true that... It is a vibrant democracy. You and I can disagree openly. I write week after week. You speak day after day. So far, at least, we are not in jail. Some people have been sent in jail. Questions have been raised about them. So I think uh, it's been disappointing, and I've been particularly troubled by the note he struck that asking Western nations, how can they be oblivious, and why should they not intervene in our? Uh, in our internal affairs, that simply is not on. We are quite capable inside India to fight our battles. We don't want a foreign power to come and intervene. Ratanji, um, Ratanji uh, you know what? What
0: what he also spoke about was democratic institutions under threat. Free-flowing conversations have been stopped. Right, democratic institutions under pressure as well. Now you can disagree with what he's saying, but in a sense, it finds reflection on what the Supreme Court said the other day when it was referring to the Election Commission of India. It did, for example, say that the the media was no longer independent. It seemed to suggest that the, the, the media parroted a certain line, number one. Number two, reference to the word democracy and democratic institutions was all over that judgment. So when Rahul Gandhi says that democratic institutions are under threat, and we've seen what the Supreme Court has done with the Election Commission... Uh, how would why would one necessarily suggest that he was wrong?
3: As I said, he was right on one point. Uh, one point that Muslim Brotherhood is a fascist and terror organization on which they might backtrack soon, fearing the backlash of Muslims. Now, coming to just one point before I go to your point, Sardar Patel had said before the ban that RSS should not be threatened; they should be part of Congress. He wrote a letter saying Congress, uh, RSS should work with Congress. If uh, Patel hated RSS so much why did i ask rss join congress and work with congress so to quote, selectively is very foolish and rss name was never taken in any other cases they had to withdraw the cases secondly when you talk about uh, troubled democracy i have very strong views about what supreme court did about the election commission but that is not the point of debate today so i will pass that out because for supreme no, no, court but, to... Radhaji,
0: uh, I, 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 the reason i'm asking you this point is that The remarks that he said you can disagree with, and of course you can disagree with the Supreme Court as well. I'm only saying that those views of Rahul Gandhi's in London find resonance in what the Supreme Court said in an order a few days back. Now, we all, you Uh, know I mean, so we all look at the courts as an arbiter. See,
3: there is a strong urge from the courts today to become part of the government by overruling legislature and also parliament, we know that, and executive there is a struggle going on because they don't want uh, they want uh, something like 1993 convention to be turned into basic structure of constitution on which you differ and uh, being feeling that there is a pressure they will speak uh, but judges will speak after they are also human beings that is one point secondly judges keep on making points but also judgments are given we know how NJC was defeated by the supreme court that are of the people so we should not get into that i will not get into that today and Rahul Gandhi has every right to speak. My question was, first he said that why is Europe and US is keeping quiet. Two days back he said that. Today he cries outside. He has got every freedom here. He has won elections. He has lost most elections. His party has made governments in so many states. To so say if, uh, democracy isn't working is going against the very grain. And they don't attend parliament. They keep parliament and Rajeshwar shut. When the answers are given, they move out of the uh, In Lok fact, let me ask you so that who's question? The
0: you know, I mean, Rahul Gandhi's own presence in Parliament, the number of times he's contributed to debates, yes. uh, his actual rate of participation is actually very low for someone yes. who's in the past, I mean, been considered the leader of the Congress Party, right? Uh, so when he complains about democratic institutions not working in India, isn't he being rather disingenuous? Exactly. And see, why... Well, let me well, just ask
4: I Ben-Yajnik Ra- that question. Okay. Okay. Ben first, first of all, when I... Uh, made a mention of Sardar Wallabai Patil, I have given a specific date and its statement. So there is no question of making foolish uh, remarks. It's a very very substantial statement by the person who is known as the Iron Man of India. So let's I'll not give another example. statement. Please, I'll and I'll secondly, statement. Secondly, secondly, statement? secondly, there was never so any till date that all the remarks made by a certain speaker in the Lok Sabha are, or a uh, member of parliament are expunged. So this is what is happening. So you take out the participation time, you also take out the data, how much material has been taken out of the speeches of the MPs and how much is expunged. What kind of democracy is that? In the House, do you do this? There are proceedings which are going on, which are being shown to the people and you take out all those, expunge those remarks and then you say that the participation is a leader and let us take the uh, participation of everybody then, all the MPs. You show off all the MPs, he's one of the leaders. All the time you compare uh, Rahul Gandhi, he's not the Prime Minister of the country right now. And you are talking about, let us go to the Prime Minister's statements abroad, when he said that Sharamani chahiye ki Bharat mein liya hai. Why don't you have a debate on that? Why don't we have a discussion on that? Why don't we talk and why what is wrong if we uh, talk about the judicial judgments today? One of the speakers here doesn't want to hear about the judiciary, making any remarks on that. Definitely the election commission's judgment is definitely showing the mirror to the people of this country. The democracy definitely is not showing everywhere in the country. Let's not shut our eyes to that. And Ra- that is Rajib Roy. Uh, let's look at a couple about of attendance. Let us talk about the attendance of every MP and also the Prime Minister in.: I
0: mean, wait half a second. This um, Dr. Rajib Roy, um, you know, let's look at a couple of other points that Rahul Gandhi said. He says we weren't allowed to debate demonetization. We weren't allowed to debate on farm bills. We weren't allowed to discuss China's intrusion. And so he's given specific examples of when answers wanted. You know, uh, Amibian pointing out that there have been lots of remarks which have been expunged. There have been MPs who objected to that. But it is a fact. For example, a discussion on on the Chinese intrusion has hardly happened. Manish Tiwari, a Congress MP, has pushed so many uh, questions which have just not been answered. So again, where is the democracy? Is he
5: factually wrong? Look, uh, before I come directly to answer your question, let me put on record straight. Uh, the discussion when uh, Mr. Rahul Gandhi spoke on uh, Mr. Adani was was when actually he was supposed to speak yes. on the presidential address. Now, in the question paper, suppose you are asked to write a note on the horse. You are writing a note on zebra. Do you expect your, uh, your teachers to give you marks on that? Obviously not. And this is a question of propriety. We're supposed to speak on on a speech made by the highest chair of the country. And you did not do so. And most importantly, you spoke on issues with unsubstantiated claim. You had nothing to show except for a figment of imagination which you basically created and just let loose on the floor of the house. Do you not think it it, it is the rule of, it is the uh, purview of the speaker to expand it it is definitely his duty to expand. Number one. Number two is that what I mean, you say is you is very important. Demo- what you say is very important. That, uh, the fact that Rahul Gandhi today is traveling all across the country and speaking against Modiji and his government and everything that he wishes to speak. And then I have seen in eight years back, he came to the university which is called Assam University Silchar. He came and spoke there. And there was a small little girl who asked him a simple question. Other than the Gandhi title, what do you claim to be your uh, political achievement? He could not answer that simple question. He goes on moving all, uh, to all the universities across the world, saying that the democracy in India has been hurt and democracy in India is under threat under Modi ji. Now let me let me tell him and remind him that in two thousand. And 2014 and 2019, both the time Modi ji and Bharatiya Janata Party won the election, which was based absolutely on the constitutional rules and values. Now, I have no problem we know that, but on, Party, on the specific the point election, of so let him try that. Let him try that,
0: sir. On the specific points, on conversations in Parliament not being allowed, that's what he's referring to. No, no, I said, if you you answer answer to a question, which is outside outside the the overview of the
5: permission that you
0: got, your statement has to be expelled. No, but 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 that's not really prevented.
5: As far as discussing China, I missed one point. Sorry, sorry, I I just give me 10 seconds to answer that. There is an unwritten law in the country during the days of uh, the then finance minister and home minister, Mr. Pranab Mukherjee. The issues related to uh, China was not discussed in the floor of the house. That was decided by the Congress themselves during the time of 2004 to 2009. Can that be denied by the Congress and the Congress spokesperson who's who's sitting here today
0: and speaking on that issue? Amin, would you like to reply the Congress wasn't keen on discussing China? Where, where was that and when was that? Today between
4: 2004 asking, to 2009, every day between we are asking about China incursions. Every day point. we are is asking about China incursions. Every day we no, are no, about but, the but, but, farmers
0: and no, no time was given to any question. It was talking China. about Chinese. And thanks,
4: and thanks to the BJP spokesperson, at least he is the first person who has spoken the name of Adani. In a presidential address, you can raise any question, you can raise any issue that is affecting the country. So, he is the first BJP person who is even acknowledging the word Adani. So, the, he should be congratulated for that. And
5: this is this not question, the question, I, will, the I presidential will take the address because
4: it was leader. Takes, takes your, up any your issue, leader. But not your a single question was answered. A single was answered. Not a single question was answered.
5: He did not substantiate its claim, he openly spoke of Adani. He openly spoke of Adani. Udaw he gave point-wise. He gave point-wise, that is the reason. one well, second. Both that, of you, we can't look, hear either look, of you. No, no Rajdeep Roy, let, let, let Ami Ben finish a her point. It is not the job of a politician to get up no, no, in the Sir, morning, you can't and shout
0: her down. Just and wait one second. And then let her finish off. her point. Let her finish her point. And I promise I'll come back to you. I know Smita also wants to come in and ninja Just bear with me. Ami can you finish your point quickly so that Rajdeep Roy can reply?
4: Every point is always taken up, and we request and request and request along with us other parties also that please give us time to discuss debate. We would like to All bring right. points to the floor, but it is not give the chance. Okay. Rajdeep Roy, quickly reply to that. I want to go across by g- other
5: to GS to every issue with the opposition said was given time to was adhered to in both the houses. Times were given and discussion took place. It is only their uh, you know their attitude. They come with play cards early in the morning at 11 o'clock to disrupt the house, not to allow the question hour to get in. Question hour is something very important for, for the parliamentarians. You don't allow the question hour. You have discussion. Om ji, where I am a member in the uh, Lok Sabha, Om ji always says, we have time. You give us time. I'll give you time for discussion. Half an hour discussion, under 193 discussion. But... They do not, their basic tendency is to uh, uh, grab eyeballs and headlines. All right. Okay. I want to go across to Smita for a bit.
0: Smita, you know, there has been this convention um, in the past, which obviously doesn't exist anymore, that if you are outside the country, then you don't talk about, you know, internal issues by by means of criticizing the the government of the day. Uh, Rahul Gandhi hasn't followed that. Is that necessarily wrong?
6: Um, I don't think there's anything wrong in that. Uh, What is happening is that the Congress is bringing up this issue that if Mr. Modi did it, he brought domestic issues in his visit. So Rahul Gandhi can also do that because it's open season. Uh, There I agree with what Nija said that Rahul Gandhi lives in a free country where there is free speech. He is visiting a country where there is free speech. So both should be allowed. Now, what happened when Mr. Modi said that? Mo- Mr. Modi didn't say, ki sharam aati hai, uh, to say you're Indian. That's not the exact really? words. What happened was he had gone to Seoul. He had gone to Shanghai also. I think he mentioned it in both these places. He was talking about brain drain. He was talking about how Indians used to leave the country in hordes and uh, you know wanting to go abroad because there was nothing really holding them back in the country and then there are people coming back in that bolchal wali language he mentioned this about ki sharam aati thi, about the pass- passport and used to go that is what he was referring to i think i am mean, that speech i've heard several times over now whether it is it is in good uh, uh, good optics or not just for an example, that look at what shashi tarur does right now uh, he he talks about political issues. He has differences with Mr. Modi, with the BJP. But when it comes to when he's abroad, he conducts himself with grace. Now, what happened today? Like, there was this one woman who said... Which Rahul Gandhi endorsed when she said, "I feel wretched about the state of affairs in the country, wretched." And what were what what should Mr. Rahul Gandhi have said? And you know, she said that I still hold an Indian passport. This is what I can't understand about some people in the Indian expat community. You're doing no favor by holding the Indian passport. It's totally your single choice, your individual choice. Rahul Gandhi should have said that. Yeah, okay, fine. We have our problems in our country, but we will find solutions, which he said earlier. We'll find our own solutions, we'll muddle through. You live in another country, find solutions for the problems in your home country. That would have been the politically savvy thing to do, which Shashi Tharoor does. Instead, he decided to walk the path of Mani Shankar Ayer, who had gone to Pakistan and he moaned about uh, Modi. Now the thing is that you, Rahul Gandhi, should decide which path he should take. You know, so in in politics, optics matters a lot, especially on foreign policy and how you conduct yourself
0: abroad. Neetja, um you know, at the end of the day, Rahul Gandhi <laughs> said something which is entirely the truth, uh, and that he says that he is shocked that there is no reaction from Europe. That is the bottom line. Uh, Rahul Gandhi may disagree, the Congress (laughs) Party may disagree with a lot of things in our country, our democratic institutions, etc., etc. But the West, by which I mean the United Kingdom, the United States, and certainly countries like France and Germany, see India as a bulwark against China. And therefore, whatever internal issues India has, they are quite happy to keep relatively far away from that and not really make too many pressing remarks on that. And so what did Rahul Gandhi actually expect? That America and the United Kingdom would immediately start slamming India. They've hardly even done that for the BBC issue.
2: Yeah, and you know the Western democracies are treating India as a big market they don't want to lose. So that is the hard bottom line. Whatever else they may think about it, but I want to respond very quickly to the discussion that has taken place. Two quick points I want to make, and one to say that that expunging of whole chunks of the speech was not a very happy incident to happen, particularly in Parliament where people have the right to say what they want, even if they've strayed away from the subject. Because if they won't have the right to say what they want in Parliament, where else will they have that right? And number two, I want to say, you know, this point that has been made that Rahul Gandhi is not winning elections, he's not connecting with the people for all the issues that he's raising. But certain fundamental rights in our country which are very very precious should not be contingent on winning elections all right all right right.
0: well look uh, I'd like to thank you all very much uh, for joining us Uh, Rahul Gandhi's comments in the United Kingdom uh, have provoked lots of reactions over here should we just accept them for what they are criticism or uh, do we necessarily need to feel offended well certainly many in the BJP do feel offended we're going to leave it at that I'd like to thank you all very much for being with us